Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, The Other Side, where we talk about the fascinating phenomenon of near-death experiences. These are more than just close calls. These are first-hand accounts of what people experienced dying, leaving their body, exploring another realm, and then returning to their body in order to share that experience with you. Every person we interview, and many of us listeners, believe these accounts to be undeniably real experiences people had on the other side. If you enjoy listening to stories like these, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, The Other Side NDE, where we post two or three videos every week of people sharing their near-death experience stories. In today's episode, we're hearing from a woman who was gifted as a child. However, moving into a house that was haunted, that gift didn't really feel like a good one. Frightened by that experience, she closed herself off from her gift until later in life when she became interested in spirituality. A shared death experience with her family doctor sparked a deeper curiosity, but it wasn't until she had her own near-death experience that she made a solid effort to rediscover her spiritual gifts. This is Cynthia Greer's story of her experience on the other side. Before I get into my near-death experience, I will begin when my spirit contact as a medium started in my life. I was 11 years old and we had just moved into a very haunted house and I was having bad psychic experiences that were actually demonic. After working with my mother through prayer, and learning how to cast out these things in the name of Jesus, I completely closed down on a psychic level. And I remained closed down until I was the age of 21. At that time, my beloved family doctor had passed on. He was only 44 years old, so it was a shock. It was a full heart attack, and he was completely gone the minute that he hit the floor. Everyone was naturally very upset about this. They couldn't understand why it had happened 
as he had shown no signs of heart problems in the past. I was the only one who was very at peace about his passing. And I told my mother that I was going to go into prayer and meditation for our doctor. I lit a white candle and I took myself into very deep transcendental meditation. I had been studying spirituality and meditation for quite some time, and I could easily put myself into a trance and get into the state of bliss, which is also known as nirvana. Within a few minutes, I saw this beautiful white light and I saw a bridge appear before me with a lot of foliage. And I saw my doctor completely dressed in white and he was so happy. And he glanced at me and he said, Cynthia, not now. I have to get going. And within an instant, the entire scene was gone. I called my spiritual teacher and I told her about the experience. And she told me that when a soul is passing, it only has a certain amount of time to go into the light, to take instruction from the Ascended Masters and the angels that are there preparing to guide it over. If it does not make the decision to make the transition at that time, the soul will remain earthbound and there will be a much bigger chance of it becoming very confused and the veil between the other world and this one will become more thick. So he knew exactly what he had to do. I had always known that this doctor was a very highly evolved soul because of the way he always treated his patients. He had the perfect old time bedside manner that you rarely see in this day and age. Of course, that was many years ago. It was actually close to 40 years ago now that I look back on it. 
speed up to the year 2002. I am very sick and I am diagnosed with stage three cancer of the head and neck. I was in the death process and the doctors had told me that there was a chance I may not make it and to get my affairs in order, which I did. When I went through the surgery, I was placed in a medically induced coma. And this lasted for two days. One of the experiences that I remember was I was in a chapel. I was very familiar with this chapel and I am part Scottish and some of my lineage does connect to Glastonbury in England. And in this chapel, I saw Jesus and Mary levitating and above them roses pink roses were manifesting out of thin air at the foot of these beloved ascended masters i saw my mother and my hospital chaplain praying that i would make it through the surgery. They were both in the hospital chapel and they were on their knees and they were begging for me to have a second chance at life. And I was consciously aware that I was going to come back and I was going to complete what it was I had to do because I was very concerned about my mother and my stepfather during that time as he was preparing for his own transition and my mother had a very serious disability. I knew that after he crossed, there wouldn't be anyone that I could trust to take care of her. So I prayed and I asked specifically if I could live long enough just to see my mother through to the end of her life. And then after that, I was fine with going because by then I would feel that my obligations had been completed. Two days later after this surgery, I came through and my mother and my surgeon were holding 
my hands. And I was very displaced when it came to time frames, as I realized that time in the spirit realm is not as time is known in the three-dimensional earth plane. Time passes more quickly on the other side. Because I was still connected to the physical body, I was in that time frame of the earth realm. But in reality, several hours on the earth plane can be years in the spirit realm once you have disembodied. This was the understanding that I had gained and they made it very clear to me. After a week in intensive care, I was still on life support, but they had given me more oxygen through my tracheotomy, and I was learning how to deal with it I was coping with physical therapy and I was trying to manage the pain without any kind of drugs. And the doctors agreed to let me have the experience simply by meditation and deep breathing. So I would put my oxygen and I would just allow that oxygen to come into me and I would take myself into a deep state of meditation. One evening, I could not breathe all of a sudden my tracheotomy just blocked and I began to panic. I was losing consciousness and I was trying to reach the nurse's call button with my hand. And I don't remember if I reached that call button or not because I found myself out of the body, floating upwards very rapidly. And within an instant, I was in a cemetery. Now this cemetery I was very familiar with, as in Scotland we have several family cemeteries in very in various locations and I floated up to a tombstone where a young woman was kneeling and she was crying and beside her 
were two of my ancestors. In full Scottish regalia, they were in kilts and they were comforting her. And telepathically, I said to these two ancestors, I said, have I crossed on? Am I gone from the physical? Am I in the spirit realm now, preparing to go to the next level? And they said, yes, but you haven't crossed on. You are going back. And with that telepathic message, I was immediately back in my body and all of the healthcare professionals were around me that had witnessed the whole incident and had worked to bring me back to life. When I came to and I fully grounded and centered from this experience. My sensitivity was heightened far beyond what it was before. I clearly could see the direction that this planet was headed. Now, as someone who is a spiritualist, I had seen many signs for a number of decades. But in the spirit realm, they stressed to me the seriousness of the state of mankind and many things that would come to pass if they did not begin to raise their consciousness to a higher level known as the Christ consciousness or the higher consciousness, which is one of divine love, concern, and compassion for not only themselves, but for all living beings. No matter how many times I hear about someone's awareness outside of the body, it never ceases to amaze me. Cynthia was conscious of her mother and stepfather in the hospital chapel and the fact that she would return to her body to accomplish what she had came here to do. That knowing is so powerful and most definitely would be a solid rock of faith for her recovery journey. What I did find particularly interesting is after she had returned to her body, Cynthia decided to use the power of meditation and intention to manage her pain rather than medication. She knew from her previous practice in meditation that she was capable of using meditation as a tool, but to be in as much pain as she described that would take a serious amount of willpower for any person. And I imagine it was the understanding her consciousness acquired while outside of the body that gave her the strength to rely on her state of consciousness alone. 
Leaving her body again, Cynthia found herself in a cemetery, which is quite the place to enter into. I mean, a lot of people enter into a field of flowers and stuff like that. And so to enter into a cemetery, I find that to be really interesting. But one thing I found to be similar across almost all the NDE stories where people have a recollection of what it was like going back to their body is that as soon as the concept of going back to the body is either observed, commanded, or decided, the person's spirit is immediately transported right back into the body with little to no time at all. And it's often explained as being quite jarring or painful or really heavy. I I heard somebody one time say that it felt like being in a warm piece of chicken. Yeah, that one was the best. (laughs) Cynthia also talked about the state of the world and the future of humanity. It's very comforting to know that we have a chance at redeeming our species and our planet by raising our vibration to what Cynthia calls the Christ consciousness. And I feel like every time we listen to stories like these and really intellectualize the possibilities in this metaphysical concept, we are doing just that. Make sure to join us again soon to hear from another near-death experiencer and to reflect on the profound nature of the other side. If you loved this podcast, please follow and share this episode with someone who you think could appreciate listening to Cynthia's story. If you would like a more visual experience, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel called The Other Side NDE, where we put out new videos like these every week. Thank you for listening, and I hope you all receive love, light, and blessings today and every day. We are-